There we go, we go, we go, we go. Hello, 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 hello. All right, all right. I think we, we're looking pretty good here. Looking pretty good. Let us <clears throat> start sending out some invites and get this show on the road. I got a pretty good setup. I got, you know, I'm feeling all right. Going to let a couple people know that I'm on so I can get them on. Because, you know, the show didn't actually start till um, 7 o'clock. So I got, I got some time before I have to really just get going. And this is kind of part of the ritual, right? Sending out some... But anyway, I think it's that Wi-Fi. Anyway, let's see what else. Who else? Uh, I'll go with the usual suspects and just send out a couple. So while I get ready, I'm going to close the door real quick. All right, hold on. Very awesome. Try to call back in. I just sat back down. Um, got my notes. Yeah. Just let me know if you can come on. Hey, very awesome. If you want to call back in, give it a go. I am here. Yeah, give it a go. So I'm going to get started pretty soon. But I'll, all right, hold on. Here we go. Very awesome. Hello, hello. Very awesome. In here, I'm in. I'm All right, in. we're in. We're locked in. What's going on, man? How's it been going? I uh, just want to go ahead and you know give the happy new year spiel. All right. Uh, happy new year. We're we're here on the other side of 2020. We're 21. We're on 2022. Um, 18 18 more days until. Uh, the end of my 30s, I'm looking forward to it and not at the same time. But I'm looking forward to it, though, because I, I kind of sort of have a different mindset for my 40s than I did in my 30s. And, um, you know, I'm really prepared to 
well, I'm, I'm ready to get prepared and I'm ready to, you know, to, it's a, it's a beautiful challenge. You know what I'm saying? It's something that I'm looking forward to. So, um, January 20th is the date, of course, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all in, you know, so yeah, I guess it's, it's go time, you know? It is, it, and I think that's the only way to say it. I'm going to put a little jazz music on, get off in my zone, waiting for some tea. But, uh, yeah, man, that was a beautiful segue into what we're talking about today. And what we're talking about today are life lessons. I'll give another two minutes. <laughs> I'll give another two minutes to any other callers, anybody else who wants to tune in. I'll only be allowing two additional people on the call at any given time. So if you are on and it runs a little bit over, give somebody else a chance to talk if there are any other callers on the line. But today we will be talking about life lessons, things that we learned on our journey to where we are now. And I will definitely say to you, awesome, that... um, Man, no one prepares you for the the barrage of ass whooping that life gives out. Like, why we're in such a rush to grow up, it blows my mind. It's Can you turn that TV off for me if you don't mind, sir? Oh, no, you can stay on the line. I just want you to turn, turn it down a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's crazy. What happens? No, I muted. I, I muted it so I could, um, you know, turn it down. Uh, can, you, can you hear me fine now? Yeah, perfectly, perfectly. Yeah. Any any static? No static. Everything is automatic. No. So. All right, let's go. All right. No, I was go. gonna, I was gonna say uh, to your point, like, mm-hmm. I think, I think a lot of the reason why we're so in a hurry to grow up is because we. We want it's 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 a it's a freedom factor. Freedom, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like as soon as as soon as you hit the, the thing about it is that when we hit 18 and we believe that we're free, we don't realize that freedom ain't free. You know what I'm saying? It like really, we gotta. You, you know, know, it's funny that you say that. The more um, like the more biblical stories that you read and see, you see that's what the issue is throughout all of humanity, right? Humans' biggest problem is this want to be free of God's will and to do Mm -hmm. whatever you want to do. And it honestly just flat out doesn't work. It it doesn't work. This baby's crying in the background. I hope she's okay. And and the thing about it is that the the more you stray from God's will, Mm -hmm. no matter which way you slice it, it's not only a long-term thing. But mm-hmm. it, the harder you make things on yourself, whether it's short term yeah. or long term, like every time you Say look back again. on you, every time you look back and sit and see, you know, when you're messing up mm-hmm. or when you were you were uh, de- disobedient you were to your parents, when you, you know what I'm saying? Up, and that's the thing. Like, I realized that almost at least 95 percent of the things that I've, you know, problems that I've had in my life are my fault. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. even if. Even if there are external things that have happened to me, I was in an environment that if I wasn't around that, you know, those type of people or, um, you know, in that situation that, you know, a lot of that stuff wouldn't have ever happened. I could have been ignorant to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And And you know what's funny about being ignorant to it? You know, not to get super biblical, but I'm going to because I can because this is my 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 show. Um. What's most interesting about it is it's like 
I don't know, man. You it just it's everything's paradoxical, especially about being free, thinking that you're on your own and just moving further and further away from God. And it always has the same disastrous um, outcomes. And what's really mm-hmm. interesting about it is not only does it have the same disastrous outcomes, you realize people that you assumed had good outcomes from these disastrous events were actually lying the whole time. Mm-hmm. And making it seem like that things are much better this way because it's the way that they have them as opposed to what would be good, what would actually be good. But that's a whole different topic for a whole different day. Today, we're talking about life lessons. Life lessons, life lessons. Um, I'll say this about my life lessons. They came, I had to learn all of them the hard way. And that was the worst and most painful and stupidest way that you can learn life lessons. You don't have to take your lumps in that fashion. Even though I recently discovered, and I don't know why I didn't know this, but I'm very much a kinetic learner. I've been trying to make beats over the last um, couple of days. And I have to learn by doing the thing, seeing what doesn't work on the thing, and then go back. And that's how I learn because that's what, that's what I, ah, like I just learned that that'll fall over um that's how i learn you know i I learn i get an interest in learning about something once i've tried to tinker with it and i see what doesn't work and then i can go from there and then i'm interested in the learning process and i realize that that seems to be how my um how i seem to make my mistakes in life too a whole lot of lumps and i just had to go through them I don't know why. And I will tell kids out here now that you don't have to go through your own lumps. Like you can totally just listen to somebody and let them tell you about the lumps that they got and see if there's kind of a pattern. See if their lumps sound anything like your lumps and just stay away from it. Just seriously stay away from it, especially if you have two or three people that are telling you similar things, if if they're if similar people are telling you similar things about one topic, please pl- take heed. Now that definitely might have needed to be on the life lessons list, but let's go down. I have it. I don't know why I call it this, but it's called the rules of life. T R O L. Number one. Don't give out rides. I'll say them all out and then I'll, you know, I'll go back through them. Don't give out rides. Don't lend money. Don't let anyone live with you. Don't take someone else's woman or man. Those are the kind of the major ones. Now here are some of the minor ones, but still just as important. I don't know any smart people who don't take advice. People that don't have, most people have most intelligent people have the ability to look back on previous actions and really admit that they had some fault in them. Seven is unsolicited advice. And the eighth one is marriage advice. Now I broke them down into majors and minors, not because of, Oh, that's nice. I'm watercoloring. 
not because they're any less important than the other ones, but all the other ones, the major ones, I would say that those caused me the most angst and could have easily been avoided. Like the, the taking advice, looking back on previous actions, unsolicited advice, marriage advice, those are things that you can like, it won't destroy your life necessarily if you don't follow those. But if you go around being a taxi cab, lending out money, letting people live with you and dealing with cheaters or cheating, your life is going, I promise you, I can guarantee you, your life is going to suck if you run around at any clip doing those things on a on like a, a fairly frequent basis. You're going to be really stressed out um, when it comes to just life. Like, have you ever lent a friend money that didn't pay it back? Like, how did that turn out? Because I remember all the times that I did it, I just ended up hella frustrated. Sorry for just stepping away. I'm trying to really get this water coloring station thing down. But all I know is they never paid me back on time. Especially when it was money that that I would, you know, that I sent to them. I mean, sorry, not money that I sent to them. Money that I needed back. Never let me get close to the mic. Never give out money that you need back in any time frame. Do not do it. It is a horribly stupid, rotten idea. You are setting yourself up for disaster. This is a guarantee. Guarantee that it will go bad. Um, I actually had these ranked out. Um, in list of which Wu Tang member that they are. Um, I need to stop saying them. I, I am not going to tell you why these rank in the way that they do but this is just the way I saw it so the no rides thing right that's like the inspected deck I'm not going to tell you why the no money thing that's method man the no living with you that's ODB no taking somebody else's woman that's ghost face the advice thing that's a jizzle but anyway you get the general idea <clears throat> don't 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 do any of those things. I learned all of those things the long and the hard way. I'm not going to go into this story, but I remember at one point when I got my car, all of a sudden when you give out your when you get a car, young men, young women, all of a sudden you're going to make a whole lot of friends really really fast. Everybody's going to be like, "Oh, you're just the coolest." It's a lie. They just want to use I'm gonna... you. Go ahead. I'm gonna add to that, man. Like, get in there. Never, ever, 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 ever be the only guy in your in your crew with a car. Like man, ever. man, man. Don't don't be that guy, bro. Yeah, just if actually, you're that you guy. Know, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? The older you yeah. get, you start to realize that it is acceptable to leave that group of people. Like, 
I didn't uh, know dude, that. I thought dude, I had to I don't befriend care. everybody. I, I mean, it's it's really when you the thing is is the last time period I was that guy in a sense. It say I'd say it was between twenty five and thirty. I think the time where I realized that I shouldn't be that guy is when I was around. Uh, it was the last time I lived. Uh, you know, one of the last places I lived with. A, a group of people, and I, you know, I was one of the only people with a car. I was actually the only person with a car for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, when you when you have to be the person that has to take everybody to work, that has to make sure everybody gets home at a certain time. You know what I mean? Because you're responsible for these people as well. Because um, you know, this actually ties in with um, a lot of other ones. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're when you're responsible for you know whether this person gets to work or not, or all that other stuff, you end up being, it's almost as if you're a father figure in a sense. I'm, you, you know, I'm yeah, not, no, not going to no, be no, that you're guy. right. You're becoming a paternal figure and you're not getting anything from it. And what you'll realize, and this, I know the rides thing sounds so callous, but what you realize in dealing with the wrong types of people, they will see you being a kind person as a weakness and you will mm-hmm. be giving these fools rides you would think, because this whoever is on the call, you people who are listening, probably have somebody that has common decency and wouldn't take advantage of somebody on a consistent mm-hmm. basis just for a freaking ride. But let me tell you something, people. There are people out there who will do that. I remember I was telling my wife one time, like when we first started dating, she was like, why are you so worried about gold diggers and gold digging? And I said, I told her, gold diggers come in all forms. Like, y'all think that a gold digger or a user has to come in the form of some like embezzler or, you know, some lady that marries his old. No, people are roaches. They will try to get over on you for a cigarette, a ride up the street. Like, just because it's not, and this is okay. what I'm. A beer, all whatever, all that crap. And I used to really think that, which is a foolhardy thinking, and this is in every capacity, that you and other people think alike. I need to write that one down. You and other people do not think alike. People do not think like you. You have to just assume that they're going to make what whatever. Just because you don't think that thought is crazy. I mean, wait, just because you think that thought is crazy and there's no way somebody could ever come up. Let me tell you something. Somebody came up with that conclusion as crazy as it is. So don't think that your moral compass and other people's moral compass line up. So next don't lend out money. Now this is extended. Don't lend out money that you can't afford to forget. If you give somebody the money, just give it to them. Just flat out give them the money. Example, hey, Donald, so I need $1,000. Huh. I'm only okay with losing 30. I'm only okay losing 100. Here's 100. But I need 1,000. All I can give you is 100. It makes everything simple and you get to really gauge people's response. Because if somebody acts real shitty to you, because of the amount of money that you get, did or did not give them, that's telling you something right there. That's a huge freaking red flag. Most I got, I got something. Hold on, hold on for one second. Okay. 
most people are just appreciative. Most good, decent, honest people are just appreciative that you even gave them anything towards their problem. But once again, everybody's not like that. Go ahead, man. I was going to add on to that. Like, let's say, say they needed $300 and you can only give them 50, you know, but you know, they promise you that they'll pay you back no matter how much you give them. You give them say $50 and they never pay you back. Like what, what is, what are you saying about yourself? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if you, you know, what if I would have given you that $300 and you're here struggling, you know, and I, I mean, you know, people have their hardships. I'm not trying to shit on people for um, having them. I'm just saying that it's the principle. Like I, I decided to give you 50 because that's all I, it's not all I believed that you could pay me back. It's because that's all I was willing to let go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that, you know, that kind of that definitely ties in with the fact that ties in with what you said. Because I'd rather give them fifty dollars and, and and say, hey, you know, I gave that to them. I'm not going to worry about about it mm-hmm. if I get it back. Cool, awesome. Mm-hmm. Instead of me saying, hey, let me let me lend them three hundred dollars and have to chase them or worry you know, if I'm ever going to get and it you back. Know what the most beautiful thing about doing it that way is the most mm-hmm. beautiful thing about that way is that. It actually prevents people from coming back to you. You would think that it would make people want to come more to you. No, because they know eventually no one just gives away money. No. So all that's going to happen is the more and more times that you come to me, you're going to get diminishing returns. Before, out of the 300, I gave you 100. The next time, if you're not paying me back. The next time I might give you only 20. The next time I don't have anything to give you. Mm-hmm. And it's simple. Not being shitty. Not being shitty. I it's just, easy. It's so it's I don't know why. Because, dude, I used to lend people money that I needed and then sit mm-hmm. there to sh- and stress out. Calling. Yeah, hey, no, that, that, I, I, I'm never doing that again. No, you know what I mean? No, like, never. I've, never. No, I've. I've let people slide too, you know, oh, yeah. like they'll be, they'll be behind on rent and I'll be like, okay, you know, I'll take care of it or whatever the fuck. Now I'm just like more times than none. I don't even want to give them anything. You know what I'm saying? Because unless if it's dire, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I, I'm, I don't even want to do that because, um, you know, once again, I'm boring, boring on the lines of being callous, but, um, I mean, I have to say, I hate to say it, but it's not my problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Call me, call me an, call me an asshole. Call me mean, call me this, call me that. Like, I remember, you know, this, I mean, this isn't, this isn't, um, you know, I, I, I knew my, my homeboy used to be the same way, you know, whether yeah. it's, um, rides, money, um, taking care of people's bar tabs, cigarettes or whatever. He just got to the point where he's like, you know, fuck y'all, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not giving you a ride to work. Um, I'm not lending you any money. I'm not paying for your booze. None of that shit. Like if you can't, if he, if you're going to hang out with us or if you're going to be in our little, you know, circle, you gotta, you gotta pull your own weight. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, the job could be within five minutes away from wherever we're at. That doesn't even matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because you don't, if um, you, at a certain point of manhood, even though mm-hmm. it's okay to ask for help and stuff like that. Man, I was gonna say it. Somebody that's like a real man, 
you get tired of asking for handouts and assistance all the time. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to stand on your own. And it's a red flag for somebody that can just keep coming to the well over and over. And I can honestly say, in dealing with those people, I don't miss them. I don't miss nothing about a user. I don't know what yeah. made me think that. I don't know why when you're young, you just don't cut it off quick. Like, I don't know. But anyway, moving on. The next one. Don't let anyone live with you. Let me reinforce this one a little bit. Because people hear this and be like, oh, man, so you're going to let people be homeless? No, fool. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that if somebody of any part of your family, friends, roommate, don't get roommates, just get your own place, comes to you and asks to live with you. If you do it, which I don't recommend, if you do it, Set up a time frame as to how long they can stay there. Once again, it's like the money thing. Say, hey, T, we're in January. I can only let you stay till February. You got to find somewhere else to go. Now, what happens if your friend is going to be legit homeless, right? So I don't know the answer to that. I don't know, and I'm I'm just being honest. I don't know if I could just sit there and let a friend of mine be homeless. However, however, I need to know, I'm going to have to start seeing you. Oh, it's, it's, check it. I'm live. Um, I kind of, kind of know what kind of person you are, right? Some people I know are prudent, diligent people. And if like, if they're asking me to live with me, something's going really, 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 really bad. Right. And on top of it going really, really, really bad, this type of person really isn't going to stay down for too long. So I'd probably be comfortable with doing it because I know that they're going to make an all out effort to address the issue and get up out my house because they're not a freeloader. Now, on the other note, on the other side, freeloaders don't give a damn how long they inconvenience you and sit up in your shit. Let me say it again. Desi, what's going on? Freeloaders do not care. I have room for one more caller. Freeloaders do not care about staying in your home and exhausting their your resources they will do it and they will continue to do it they will be remorseless and what you'll start to notice is that your expenses are going to start going up yeah because it costs lights for this person to live there it costs gas to probably get them wherever they gotta go they need to eat They might start having people over and they're going to irritate you because it's irritating to walk in to a place that you live and see somebody and it seems like they ain't doing shit. Excuse my language. Stuff. So don't don't let anybody live with you, Tagla. Do you have anything to say on that one? 
I got, I got a little bit to say. It's um, thing, thing, thing about that is that, um, especially with friends, um, main reason that I can't do it with friends is because you get to see that part of uh, them, but they get to see that part of you as well. Like me personally, like I know I'm, a, I've been a terrible roommate at times. You, like I've been awful. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially when I live when I lived in when I lived near uh near, near Rice Village, um I was you know I was terrible with dishes, um I would, you know I, I didn't you know I didn't clean as much. Um, you you know what's funny? Not to cut yeah. you off, but to cut you off. No, right? you're fine. One second, you don't realize how nasty being nasty is. Like, I'm just now becoming more organized with my life, right? And I'm like. Now that I'm trying, making a diligent effort, I'm like, how was I existing in all this chaos? Like, that's just really no way to live. You can't focus. You cannot back on, man. I was just no, no. I'm still, I'm still here. Like I remember, you know, I, I, I even have some old pictures. Um, I didn't, you know, this was, uh, this was the apartment that a couple of my friends lived at, and. It's funny because we used to joke about how disgusting it was, but man, it was disgusting. Like I'm talking about ashtray, like three or four different ashtrays, multiple beer cans and or bottles or whatever we consumed. Mm-hmm. Um, I use your imagination. Um, the the uh, during the time, um, freaking um, just all over the coffee table, fast food wrappers. Oh, and that's just not it's it's not, not only is it disgusting but it's not smoking, healthy smoking inside smoke oh smoking smoking inside bro we smoked inside <laughs> chain, chain I mean, smoked inside chain smoked inside that's where i was going with it yeah. and you know, you know what, what i mean thought like, that was just freedom thought that was just yep. freedom i don't know yep. what i don't know what my issue i don't know what my issue was i don't know what i was rebelling against I don't know what I was so worked up about that was causing me to be just. I mean, I guess I was were, just were you, confused. Were you sheltered in any sense? Yeah, yeah. That might be it because I was so. too, and I, I kind of sort of went a little. I you want to hear something little, funny? You want to hear something funny? Mm-hmm. You know, I used to get on my dad about that, about how he used to be so just overprotective, like he was always wanting to help you. But he always wanted to help you so much that it kind of hindered you. You know what I'm saying? Because I give you an example. I was pushing my daughter on her tricycle. And I was always pushing her because I thought she couldn't do it. Thought she couldn't do it. And then one day she was sitting there trying to get me to push. And I said, no, you do it. Only for me to find out that she was able to actually do it. And I was the one holding her back because I thought I was making her life easier. And it doesn't work that way. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Um, and like, yeah, being soft on a kid. There's, you know, work. you know, this kind of sort of ties in with uh, one thing we're talking about about um, how we need to listen to those before us. Um, they, my, our, our parents are basically just trying to keep, you know, keep the, you know, keep the road tight. So that we can hold on as much as we can, but the problem with us is we want, we, you know what I'm saying? Like we wanted to let go of that rope, not knowing 
what was the ass. You know what I'm saying? You know, on the other side. You know what I'm saying? Like Man. we didn't want to hold on to that rope until we were ready to, you know, until we were ready. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we fall. It hurts, and Repeated. then we. <laughs> And then you know sometimes we even ask for sometimes we even ask for that rope to be uh, thrown at us again. You know what I'm saying? And you know we, we end up we get, we end up screwing ourselves over because we don't listen. You know what I'm saying? Nope. And that's it's as simple as that. Like we didn't we didn't listen, and, and and that's the thing. Like I this is this might be something of a hot take, but a lot of people say that life is hard. You know, it, it, you know, it, it's a, this is a subjective argument because I can't, I can't speak for those in you know war torn countries and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. of course, depending on where you you're at, this may not apply. But um, in our environment, I kind of disagree in a sense because life would be a lot easier if you listen. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like it'd be. I'm not gonna say it'd be like some super easy, super easy or whatever the hell. Easier, but it'd be, it'd be a lot easier if we Jeez, just man. listen and and, and list the common sense. Listen to, uh, li- uh, common sense. Listen and just make make right make the right decision. Because you know and a lot of because you know a lot of times the conventional wisdom got that way for a reason. And what I've learned by reading more and more books. Uh, side tangent I'm going I've committed myself not as New Year's Eve but just as a way of habit building right so one thing that I'm going to do <clears throat> and it started this morning I went for a jog and it was interesting because it was cold like bone chillingly cold right I go out for a jog because I told myself every Sunday I'm going to try to jog regardless of how I feel I'm just going to go and I was out there, and it was incredibly cold. And I saw this old man as I was passing him up. And I did a lap, and I was like, it's just too cold. I got to go home. So as I'm going home, I look around. As I'm just about to say, you know, I'll just jump rope in the garage. I see the old man still jogging. Man, let me tell you something. I was so inspired by that. I went and just put some socks on my hands and ran down to Kroger to buy some gloves. And it was the best I was actually able to jog for three miles straight and I've never been able to uh, jog that long. So I was really excited that I pushed through that adversity. And so it was just, you know, it was a really cool run, but um, I've been in the, ha- I'm in the habit building of jogging every Sunday. I have a little schedule, but I'm going to try to do this for the podcast. Every two weeks, I want to come to you guys with a new book that I've read, um, a new painting, a new beat. I'm trying to make beats. I may or may not share these things with you guys, but maybe I will. I don't know. A new poem, rap, or whatever have you. And <clears throat> I think that's it. But I've also incorporated some other habits. Now I'm making kale, sauteed kale for at least five days out the week and quinoa in the Instapot. Because I figure I can eat those in an avocado. Like that's a great meal prep because it's simple. And I know that I can eat it with any other meal that I prepare um, throughout the day. But anyway, so moving on. Yeah, I got it. I got 
I don't know what I'm making this week, but I got to get my meal prep on too. Like I, I have mm-hmm. a little bit of um, pasta sauce left over. Um, I just made some because I, you know, I was bored. And, you know, I had a little bit of pasta left over. Um, I still have some chicken, but I, I actually let the, the I, I ran out of kale, so I might just use a spinach and do something with that and quinoa myself. You know, yeah, man, um, quinoa really good. But you know what? You know what I mm-hmm. didn't realize? Have you ever had quinoa and not liked it? I've been fine with it. So I didn't I know. Haven't. Well, this is the thing. I didn't know that you were supposed to wash quinoa this whole time. It has like this bitter outside shell on it. It has a really bitter outside shell on it, apparently. And um, it's gross. It makes it gross. But let's move on. Don't let anybody live with you. Horrible one. Don't do it. Next. This is still in the majors, right? Don't take someone else's woman or somebody else's man. This should be a no-brainer, man. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, dude. Can you, can you talk for me for a moment while I get my tea? No, 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 no. That's, that should be a uh, go. Do what you do. Okay. Do what you gotta do. Yeah, let me just. I, I don't understand why we live in a culture where. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and just go on a mini rant in a sense. We live in a culture to where uh, taking another man's girl is alpha. You know what I'm saying? And that's just, that's probably the lamest thing that, not only that, but we make fun of the guy whose woman got took. And I don't get that because that guy was... More times than none, sometimes, you know, the guy could be a dickhead, you know, because I've, I've heard of a couple of stories like that. But most, you know, more times than not, the guy that ends up getting their woman took, he's a nice guy, the family guy, the dude that goes to work, nine to five type of dude, does all that. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? And for some reason, the guy that, you know, took the guy's girl is the alpha guy, the guy that gets rooted on and the guy... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, this isn't the greatest example, but this is the example that we kind of sort of made it out to be the Will Smith Jada example. You know what I'm saying? Everyone clowns Jada, uh, clowns Will Smith, calls him, a, you know, call, uh, you know, they meme him, they make fun of him, they joke about him because he's not the guy, you know, he's not the he's not the alpha guy. He's just, a, you know. I guess you could say, uh, you know, this, uh, 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 what's the, what, what are the kids call him? The cuck dude that got his girl took, you know what I'm saying? And it's always that that guy that got his girl took. What about him? What about he's the he's always the, the guy that got his girl took is always the one we end up making fun of. Why? You know, that's yeah. what my rant was about. Like, why? why is it like that? Like, I don't know. And the thing is, is that usually the guy that get you know because it's like I said, sometimes the guy that got got get, that got his girl took, he was a dickhead. But more times than not, none, he's not a dickhead. He's a good guy. He's this. He's that. He's the other, et cetera, et cetera. You know blah, 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 blah. You know what the problem mm. is? Mm. He's too nice. What's wrong with being nice? No, too nice when you're being a pushover. Well, so that's the thing. Like, there's a difference between being too nice and just being a pushover because if you're just overtly I should put this as a rule too you also have to know 
which type of people to walk away from. Because there's certain type of people that will try to make you into a person. They think they can use you. Don't let them. Just don't let them. Just avoid those type of people. After a while, you get really good at seeing them coming. Oh, yeah, definitely. You get really, really good at Especially if you have a little bit of life experience. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, you'll see... They come in the same that anticipatory desperation in the way mm-hmm. that they lurk upon you, and then you just you just see it, and you're just like, "This, this guy's trying to this this, this guy's got he's got he, he thinks of, he's, he thinks I'm that guy, you know." And then you yeah. the thing is, is that all you have to do is just walk away from them. You don't have to tell them anything. You don't yep. have to do anything. Yep. Just, just limit your interaction. Once you realize or, or, who that person is, just let them be who they are. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, and just limit your interaction with them. That's that's all you mm-hmm. can do. That's 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 how I do it, man. More, more times than none, because yeah. I I just I just don't I just don't want to get 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 it to the point to where you you say a couple things to that person and then they they just kind of sort of you know try to because because they they have a they 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 have a way of making themselves look look desperate enough for you to uh, feel sorry for them. You know yep, what I'm saying? Yep, yep, and yeah, they I, do. You know, I just, and, I, and, and at the end of the day, they, they, the people, the kind of people they prey upon quick, uh, more than none are nice people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they have and to. if you're a nice person, you're going to, you're, you're going to be food out there. You know what I'm well, saying? And that's, so, see, that's the thing. So here's the thing. If you're a nice person, I assume you're a nice person or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. If you're a nice person, you're like, man, I have a hard time telling people no. Mm-hmm. That's fine. All you have to do is avoid those type of people. I'm like, okay, well, limit your interaction. Like it goes back to the thing that I maybe have talked to you guys about the previous week about exerting exerting any type of um, what's the word I'm looking for? When you're trying to resist something, right? Like that's why I tell my wife, don't buy cookies and stuff and bring them in the house because if they're in the store, I only have to practice resistance, you know, a couple of minutes or whatever. Whereas if you bring them home, I'm fighting it all the time. And I just lost my train of thought. What were we just talking about? Uh, nice, nice guys and how oh. they um they prey upon you. The vultures. Well, yeah, if you know that you're somebody that has poor boundary controls, just do better with identifying people that press on those and just limit your interaction because then you're not fighting constantly. Like, I just don't... Once I identify that some this is somebody that's always in need of something, I just start to distance myself from them. And you're going to say that that's callous. But let me tell you another really important life lesson that I learned about people who constantly have storms in their life. You need to look where these rain clouds are coming from. Some people, you think it's just bad luck, but the older you get, you realize it ain't bad luck. It's a bunch of bad decisions that this person makes over and over and over, and they make them, and they're so stubborn, Not they'll let people fix them for them, but they won't let people give them preemptive advice to prevent it from happening these people are really weird they're not always stupid people 
they're definitely not always stupid people. Some of them have a, a monicum of intelligence. But what you'll notice mostly about these type of people is they tend to be very have rom- they have a romanticized view of something, whether it be more commonly what I find, a man, woman, dating situation, or even somebody that with like different business ventures. They have this really idealistic l- way of looking at things to the point that they won't allow logic to intercede into their decision-making process. How do you feel about that type of Well, um, I agree with you on that, man. Okay. Like, I think, I, I think the, I think the, 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 the biggest problem with that is the romanticiz- the, the romanticization mm-hmm. of everything, uh, mm-hmm. the romanticization aspect, mm-hmm. and the fact that, um, it's like I said, I mean, the, 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 one of the main things that I took away, the, the one of the main things I got to say about that is that, um, the whole bad luck proportion like it's like i said it's all about the decisions you make you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying if you if you get a dwi that's not a bad that's that's not bad luck you know what i'm saying exactly Uh, conversely if you're if you're at a club and um like one of your homeboys or somebody so one of your homeboys around you end up getting hit like I don't think that's bad luck either because you're in an environment to where, and we could say, we, we could, we, we could say whatever kind of club it is, blah, 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 blah. But, um, you're in an environment to where there's alcohol being consumed and bad decisions are looming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been to every kind of club that, that the, any kind of club that you could think of and almost every kind that I've been to gunshots have popped off at one way or another. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know, we, we, we I mean, I, I'm just going to go ahead and get, get out of there. So it's like I said, it's, it, it's like you said, and I'm just going to kind of sort of reinforcing that. Um, I don't believe in bad luck. I don't believe in, oh, man, the universe is making my, my life a living hell. But no, nah, man, like if you're in a bad, if you're in a situation where things are going wrong, um, you need to get out of that situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. You need to reason, get out of that environment. You, young people out there, I'm feeling old, but I'm going to say it the way I want to say it. Let me tell you, young people out there, the situation that you think you're stuck in, you are not stuck in it. It only appears. I'm glad, so that glad way. you said that. It only appears as if there's no winning this battle and there's no way of uh, getting out. Thanks. That's. Can you close the door? That's not true. You have to think future state. If you think, yeah, there's not a way to get out of it right now. But what you have to do when you're in a tough situation outside of praying, which I will say is the most important piece, sit down and think about how you want the situation to look. Let me say that again. When things are going bad and you're overwhelmed, just sit back for a second and think how you ideally want the situation to look, not in its current form, and then start working backwards. 
to try to make that thing a reality and then write it down, write it down into parts. And then you, when you write something down, you see that it come, it's measurable parts and there's, you can hold on. It changes things when you write it down because you can see it and you can see it's not as overwhelming and you just do it one bite at a time. I'm trying to eat. Yeah. And um, one 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 thing I realize about um, getting out of certain situations is one one of the main reasons why it's not as easy to get out of some of those situations is because uh, sometimes you have an attachment to someone or something. Mm-hmm. Like every job that I've had that I kind of sort of hated or really hated, I didn't want to stop because there's some. Uh, there's some, some some kind of camaraderie about those bad jobs that keeps us there in a sense. Those, yeah. you know, it's kind of that we're all in here together, so yeah. we, we really hate this, but we hate it together, and we because we like each other or some mm-hmm. shit. So, um, and if you leave, you, you're you know, out the gang. Yeah, you, you you leave. You don't. You you're out of the gang or whatever. But sometimes you have to ask yourself, what's more important, my mental health or my well being? Or me st- st- uh, kicking it with the crew every uh, other day at you know, work or kicking after, it with the crew you know what I'm of people that are miserable, and then you start yeah. to realize. A lot of times, you realize that the further and further you get away from the job, the less you and these people actually have to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like if anybody's ever like linked up with an old coworker, and then all y'all do is talk about things from the job. Oh, it's such and such. Oh, that, that y'all ain't really friends. Y'all are just living shared misery. It, it, it's like this, dude. Like every time I, I, I use Outback, for example, every time we got off of work, I'm just like, dude, let's talk about something besides work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's and there's plenty of stuff we used to talk about sometimes when we got out of work. But man, like sometimes it'll be like, ah, oh, something, something, something. Uh, Lacy, this, Lacy, that, Michelle, this. Uh, blah blah blah. They you know get on my nerves. I'm like, bro, dude. Like, I'm I, I'm I'm at this I'm at this place right now. I'm mm-hmm. not at work no more. I don't want to hear none of that shit, bro. Like, stop. Dude, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I had to do that almost. Huh? Very, I said you very rarely would hear me talk about work. No. no Sometimes you be at work when we when we be, we talk, we be talking and you don't even talk about it. Yeah, I just step out and do my own thing because there's nothing to talk about. Well, I mean, besides the type of field I work on, I can't really talk about my job anyway. Mm-hmm. But that's not the point. I don't. I, the moment I leave work, I don't be thinking about it no more. That's just that's just how I am. So anyway, man, you know what? Now's the time. Now's a good time. Let's talk about this album because we're about yeah, we're almost an hour in. So let me give a little preface. Preface. To the group one of the members isn't here but before we did this podcast we had a podcast your volume oh wait can you hear me yeah i can i can okay. I, I, okay. I just realized i had my volume low um uh what was i gonna say somebody just texted me uh what were we just talking about one more time uh Album, uh, oh, album, other magic. buddy. Oh, podcast. Yeah. Back in the day, we used to have another podcast called Bar Sessions. It was me and the two T's that you hear, Tagba and Tristan. 
And um, we really, I will say, it got me back into hip hop. I'm gonna play something random. It it got me back into hip hip hop, but I decided to pick a very difficult format in which to review albums. What we decided to do was to review entire catalogs of rappers. And it was so time consuming. But all in all, I really enjoyed the experience. It got me back in the music. It kickstarted it. So I want to bring it back just a little bit. Just bring it back. Um, and it's going to be any album. Like I go random on Spotify. So the next one might be something crazy. Something might not rap. But this time we're going to talk about Nas Magic. And I will say this. My how I initially felt about it and how I feel now about it have changed slightly, but not much. And I will also say that this album, along with King's Disease and King Disease 2, has made me put Nas in the upper echelon, if not the best solo hip-hop discography of all time. Tagba did bring up Scarface, and I think that is a worthy adversary. But... Even then, Nas's solo catalog is killer. And I don't want to say this, but it, we found it to be true. It seemed like his worst works were on Def Jam. I am trying to get this T out. And when he went over to Mass Appeal, which apparently is his own label, and I say apparently because I'm out of the hip-hop loop and I didn't know that it was his thing. So it seems like he has a lot more artistic freedom my favorite tracks on the album my number one track is the truth that i'm gonna post it again it made me make just a straight scrunchy face uh woo is for the children speechless meet joe black are my favorite tracks but the truth is my number one how about you Todd? and overall i actually will give this album a 3.5 but or four Leaning actually more towards three point five as I let it cook a little longer. All right. I'm gonna preface this to say that anything lower than a four is disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Like everyone has their opinions, you know. I know, I know. Um, us hip hop heads have a tendency to be stingy on mics because we don't want to give um an album for mics just because you know just 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 off the strength, and I understand that, but. Um, this is I you know this is one of the best first listens I've had in a long time. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. I you know I was ripped. I was pulled in. Um, pulled in. Listen to this album. Listen to it again. Listen to it again. Listen to it again. Listen to it again. And I I, I don't see any I don't see any um flaws in it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um. No flaws, no skips. It's hard for me to pick a pick a. It's hard for me to pick a um, favorite song. Mm -hmm. It opens perfectly. It ends per almost perfectly. Like even with the B switch, B switch on, on dedicated. Mm -hmm. um, the very first bar um, was kind of symbolic in a sense. He said. Um, you know, he went back into my past and then they sped it up basically, you know, kind of a, 
reference to rewind in a sense. Like he went back you in time is, and said, man. "You know what? He's so comfortable on the beats now too." Yeah, he like he it's... wasn't, but he's a little more playful. Like I feel like those other albums, like when he was trying the different voices, like even the hip hop is dead. You know, from I will say this, um, from an artistic standpoint, I kind of, I'm understanding it more now, right? And what I mm-hmm. mean by that, I'm understanding it more. As an artist, I don't know, and it kind of goes back to the thing that we were talking about a while ago. Every, why do we have this expectation that everything an artist does is going to come out perfect? And the reason I say that, or even good, because art requires experimentation. Everything isn't going to look a certain way. You got to fool with it to see what results you get. And so that you grow from it because you'll find things in between. Maybe this worked, maybe this didn't work. And, you know, back to what type of learner you are. But apparently when you're an artist, everything's just supposed to be fire and dope. And that's just really not how the... um, that's really not how art works. And as far as magic, I'm going to just spend more time with it. I have a feeling, and that's the thing, I don't mind going back to it because it's so lyric- lyrically dense. It's like an avocado. You know, it's kind of boring on the outside, plain rap, a lot of goodness in it. I'm pretty sure if I let it sit for a little bit longer, it'll end up being a four. But I do hesitate to put it in a classic category. But it's a really feel. It's a really, really good feel. I don't. The I'll put it like this: the the floor is a three five. The ceiling's a four five. You're being too. You're being. You're 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 a bad actor, bro. You're 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 you're, you're being hypercritical, my friend. You you're, you're, you're breaking your own rules. You're breaking your own rules, man. You you over here. You over here talking, saying, uh, "What you call it?" Like the thing is, is that um, I don't. The, the, the thing about um, the the thing about um, giving it, you know, the ratings and numbers and stuff is that is this a three five that you expect? Is this a three five because you expect more from Nas or? Is it a three five because you think you think it's on the level of your average three point five album? Because here's a three point five album that I'm gonna throw out there, for example. Um Relapse. Okay. I'm gonna throw out another three five album, say hmm, The Life of Pablo, for example. Okay. I'm gonna throw out another three five album. Let's say Oh wait, do you say album. Life of Pablo was a three five? Life Pablo was gross. Hey, that's this is this is just, I'm just doing this. I'm just doing this because uh, I'm just doing this for um, unbiased purposes. See, I would say where it Life is in their Pablo's discography, like a, like a two five. A two five means it's average, meaning that there's no no redeeming quality about it, and it's just bland. And I don't, I can't say that about that album. I that's how I felt about it. I wanted to throw it out. Well. Well, see, they see, uh, see, that's the thing. Like that's 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 where that's where opinions are sent. sent descent. Now, I, you know, you know I, I, the thing is, is that I'm, I'm using it. I'm using it as an example I, I because I'm just I'm, 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 
Okay. All right. That it's above those works. It's it's it clear. There's above and there's clears. It clears those works. Like let's 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 use. Let me use another example. Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous by Big L. Is it okay. better or worse than that album? It's better. It's you know what you know what. That that's a four. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's better than Confessions of Fire by Cameron. See what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not trying to um, say that you shouldn't feel that this is a three point five, but I know what a three point five of uh, three three point five Mike album is. You know what I'm saying? And I understand that some people might not feel it. I understand that you might not feel it, mm-hmm. but I don't call people at twelve. You, 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 for example, I don't call people this late, this, this early in the morning or whatever for a 3.5 mic album. And I hear yeah, a lot of 3.5 mic albums, bro. Yeah, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Like I, I made a, I made a, you know, I'm not, and, and I'm not, you know, once again, I'm not invalidating your opinion. You know what I'm saying? It's just, in my eyes, the floor is four and I'm just like, okay, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I can't. Um, this is, you know, this this is pretty much the across the board agreement that I've seen from most people. But if it, um, it, I just need to let it cook. That's all. Uh, hey, I mean, and and that's fine. I understand. You know, maybe it's because I've heard a lot of albums, and you know, not to say that they're bad, but a lot of them are in that three point five to four mic range. And I heard this, and it was different. And I'm just like, wow, there's something special about it. You know what I'm saying? No, you heard a lot of bad music. That's all. I uh, no, I mean, and uh, and that's the thing. Like I, I have, bro. Like, um, I think we all have, especially in this generation. Home audio equipment, like, really messed the game up. I, I would say that. And the fact that um, everything's based on algorithms, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they find it, they, they hear a sound, it does well. Like for example, Roddy Rich, he had his little hit, and they didn't make his last album based off of trying to make good music. His last album was based on what's hot algorithm wise, and everyone thought it sucked ass because, um. Th- Everyone, you know, whatchamacallit, they they thought that they were going to get a lot of record sales for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, Polo G, he um, he sold fairly well this year, but you listen to those songs, and you're just like, what, well, I mean, there's nothing to it. They're not terrible, but there's nothing special about them. It's just, right, you're okay. Right. Well, it's gotten to a point now, old man time. It's gotten to a mm-hmm. point now. Where it's just like, okay, you're like, I've been messing around with my iPhone and my iPad. You can do a whole song on that. You can. But the downside is that everybody has the same sound bank. Now, granted, you can be creative with it, but I see how easy it is to like, you could crank out a halfway, halfway decent beat in like 10 minutes. No, it doesn't take that long. <laughs> no. I've, I've, I've messed around. I've messed around with um, with uh, what call with Fruity Loops, and I mean, think think about it like this: we're just clowning a little baby. I mean, not little baby, the baby earlier. Bro has the same template on every song, from from the way he constructs his hooks, from the way he does his bars, to the way his beats are. Like it's the same old it's literally uh, the same. beat pattern. Do, 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 do. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And people eat it up because um, that's all that's available. You know what I'm saying? If you live in a neighborhood to where there's only a McDonald's, a Pizza Hut, and I've been in that situation, actually, especially where I live right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if there's only three fast food restaurants around, that's all you're going to eat because that's all you think, that, all, you, all you can see that's available. You know what I'm saying? But a guy like me who just put up a 50 album and I missed out on some, you know what I'm saying? A 50 album list. Um, I don't, you know, I realize that it's impossible for there to only be three fast food restaurants around because I can go to that little, that, that little mom and pop store that sells that, that fries burgers in the back. I can go to um, so many different other places. Yeah, I do. I hear what you're saying, man. Um, I'm, I'm reaching out. Just follow the link. Uh, there's a buddy of mine, old school guy. He used to make beats. Texting him right now, trying to get him to come on through the podcast, man. Hop on. But life lessons, man. I learned so many <clears throat> of my life lessons the hard way. Let me just run through one more time, give you guys a brief recap. I actually have some more that I didn't really finish talking about. Number one, don't give out rides. Don't lend money. Don't let anyone live with you. Don't take someone else's woman or man. Uh, I didn't really talk about this one yet. Hmm. Because how you get them is how you lose them. I can guarantee you that universal law. And also, you don't want to trust somebody who will cheat with you. If somebody is just a cheating machine like that, they're a deceptive person. Like, they have that in them. And I will say that whenever somebody is willing to be deceitful, they're willing to be deceitful all the time, not just in parts. Remember that when somebody lies to others, they are willing to lie to you. It's going to happen. So if you get somebody by deceitful measures, I'm pretty sure that's how you lose them. That's just how the game goes. Trust me, I've never seen it work out in anybody's favor who took somebody or was with some. It's just avoided. It's just whack. It really is whack. Like, trust me, it's not something you want to do. Um, smart people. <clears throat> in advice, right? Most smart people I know take advice. They're okay. Hold on, let me sit up. They are okay with not being the one to bump their head and learning the right way. Not the right way. And just, um, you ever notice that stupid people? don't ever want to take advice because i've noticed that like stupid people when they have their arguments they just want to know what's right and what's wrong and if you challenge them in any way all they do is start talking louder louder and louder because they're worried that you're going to expose their stupidity whereas a smart person generally has some level of intellectual curiosity 
if you have an opposing view, they will at least just hear you out most of the time. Or they might not. Right now, I'm drinking ashwagandha tea with a little bit of lemon. It's delicious. Um, looking back on previous actions, <clears throat> it kind of falls in line with the other one. It's really the only way you can grow. Unsolicited advice. This is a big one. I said minor because when somebody gives you unsolicited advice, it is an irritant, but it's not a game changer. It's not an end your world. And if you give somebody unsolicited advice, it's not always the end of the world, but it's really irritating. But I will tell you this, my unsolicited advice givers, don't nobody, with nobody asking you. All right. Nobody was asking you for your opinion. It's really, yeah, it's really kind of un unwarranted. And so the thing about it is people don't like change and people don't like forced change. Well, when you keep giving your unsolicited slash forced advice to somebody, <clears throat> it's irritating. And even if your advice is correct, they're going to be prone not to take it because they just don't want to hear your mouth. And then I hear people say, well, I'm such and such as friend. If they need advice, I'm going to give it to them. Fair enough. But then the question is this, which is more important to you? Giving the advice to somebody and they don't receive it or getting the message across so they receive it and use it and avoid the danger. Whatever the answer is to those two, either one of those questions, you know, that's something you got to think about. If you don't care that you're saying things in such a way that people do not want to take your advice and still walking headlong into the danger that you claim you want to help them avoid, I just, you know, you know, it didn't seem like a good idea. Yeah, seemed like a very poor idea. But anyway, the next one, marriage advice. Don't give people any advice on their relationships. Number one, because you don't really know what the hell's going on. Number two, if you say something poor about the spouse, the person you're talking to doesn't forget it, especially when they stay together and they're going to be embarrassed. All right. And they're not going to want to talk to you. Uh, I don't. Here's, here's, here's the thing I don't get about that dynamic of relationship advice. There are a couple of things. Like, first thing I want to ask is why do people either solicit or listen to advice from people that are single. And sometimes it's not just single people, you know, your single level-headed people. It's single people that have issues, whether it be well, with relationships this. or we'll just issues about, in general. Well, well, like, think about this, right? Because a normal, sane, single person won't really give you advice about marriage because they don't know about it. It's only an insane single person that would give advice about something they know nothing about. Yeah. Uh, and, and the thing is, is that my problem, you know, the thing is, is that 
we, you know, I guess we you can say that we're sane for the most part, but um, why do people listen to people that are single, sometimes perpetually, about usually sometimes perpetually. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it'd be sometimes it'd be marriage advice from some of the most um, irresponsible people I've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, me personally, like I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act as if I'm a relationship expert because I'm not. I'm not going to solicit advice, bro. When it comes, when it comes to anybody's advice, I mean anybody's relationship. Excuse me. I'm not going to say a thing. Even if they're fighting right in front of me, I'm just going to sit there and enjoy my crown royal. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Crown royal commercial kiss came out, so I just decided to say that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm going to mind my business, bro. If there's, you know, if there's, if there's one thing that you got to make sure you mind your business on is someone else's relationship that ain't yours, bro. Because they, I mean, you, you pull yourself into that, you might end up losing both of those people, if not yep. at least one of them. You know what I'm yep, saying? Because and you I personally, talk about, yeah, I've done it. It's stupid. And and the thing is, is that you you know you have depending on the situation, you know you have an opinion. You know it. You might even be right for 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 what, whatever it's worth. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But it's none of your business, bro. Like that's what that's that's what um relationship that's that's what uh, marriage counselors are for. Yeah. Or that you know, that's what marriage counselors are for. Like, like, let them take care of that. I know they're pricey, but if you want to, I mean, it, I, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna lay, lay the smack down on anybody that has friends that are, that are in relationships. Don't do it, bro. Just don't do it. Like, even if they ask you, don't yeah, do it. And they will. Like, don't. They will. Ask, they, they, will def- they will ask you. Like, no, man. I'm trying to actually get this uh, my my mic stand to stand up. Can you hear me all right? No, you're good, man. You're good. I got you. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this thing all the way stood up because I like to stand while I'm doing stuff. And I think y'all have to excuse me. I think I just got the perfect height. Can you hear me? That that that, that right there. Really, it feels good too. I'm standing up. No, That's how I like it. to do it. I'll no, stick with that. What's that? Um. What was that? What were we talking about? I was in the middle of something. Um, people in there, uh, uh, just don't do it. Don't do it. Like if if they're if if they say, "What do you think I should do?" Say, just tell them that you know what you guys work it out within with yourselves. If you can't do that, go to someone that's licensed to do that, and then of course do your research. Don't go don't go to some random YouTuber. Don't go to some random YouTuber and say, oh, or or, or, or or type it in Google and just go over there and say, okay, you know, because because I'm sorry, I have to be honest with you. They're just going to tell you what you want to hear or they're mm-hmm. just going to, you know, use a couple of buzzwords. You're going to you're going to hear some of something, especially sometimes even if it's negative, you're going to me- make a messed up decision. You might and you'll, you'll probably end up um, losing somebody based on something someone's opinion that don't even know you and you're, you're going to end up crying over it. You know and what I'm let saying? Let me tell you something. I've taken I've taken I've taken really bad advice from some really bitter people. 
let me tell you once again, young people, people below the age of 30, just because somebody's older than you does not mean that they're wiser than you. Old, young, all those young fools, you know, a lot of them just become old fools. Like, don't believe the hype behind some of these people just because they're loud brag a lot and wah 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 and do all that kind of stuff and we have a tendency to mistake loudness for confidence and being assured of a subject it is not the case a lot of those loud hyper opinionated people are hype are really stupid all right so just really look at the messenger especially 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 when it comes to relationships if it is a old bitter person and they're giving you any type of huh if that was me i wouldn't no let me tell you something i got this one from my dad because all he would do is listen when this is the this is the stream that i go in when people ask for advice of any kind. First, the way it starts off is they're telling me about a problem. I just listen. Depending on how it goes, I'll ask, hey, are you asking for advice or are you just wanting me to listen? If they just want me to listen, cool. I'll stop talking. I'll just listen. I'm okay with that. But if they ask me for advice, I'll ask them one more time. Are you sure that you want my advice? Like, do you want to know the truth of honestly why I feel about the subject? They'll say, yeah, you know, okay. I'll say, all right, well, I'll give it to them. Now, if a, somebody asks me the same, an advice about a married or even a patient, people in a couple, my advice is always the same. It is literally, all right, you have to accept people for who they are. That's all you can do. And if this person has a trait that bothers you, whatever it is, you need to make the decision. Can you live with it or can't you? Whatever the answer is. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Whatever the answer is, you have a decision to make. You, not me. If they're them leaving their drawers on the floor is worth you breaking up your home. Have at it. I'm not going to. I wouldn't suggest it. I think that's really poor advice, poor idea. But I'm not going to give you advice on what to do about your relationship in the same fashion. If your spouse cheats on you, I'm not going to hype you up and tell you to leave. I'm not going to say nothing because that's for you to determine. And this is another thing, young people. Don't bash somebody's significant other, because what you will be interested to find out is they going back. Hold on, right here. This is, I think this is it right here. They're going to go back. They're, they're going to go back. And all that happens when people go back to a bad relationship, they just, they stop talking to the people that they talk to the relationship about. Because a lot of times they hyped up, got all hyped up, said all this, you know, wild stuff. And then, then they embarrassed. They embarrassed because they back. With old Joe Blow or Jane Blow. So 
if somebody's going to do something and it looks really stupid, just let them do it. Just let them do it. Um, just let them do it. You'll save yourself. You'll save yourself some headache, them some headache. Everybody will be headacheless. All right. It took me a long you if you go around trying to give people advice and then become frustrated when they don't take it, you're setting yourself up. You're setting yourself up for a very irritating life for both you and literally everybody else around you. You're kind of being a jerk. All right. Just just keep your advice to yourself. And then you realize that you'll be less stressed out. And when people do come seeking you advice, you'll be more than happy to give it. And you'll be more thoughtful of it because it's somebody that is asking you of your expertise. They're asking you. And so you don't have to worry about tone. You don't have to worry about pitch. And it's just like with money. You, when somebody comes to you in good faith and simply asks for your advice, whether they take it or not is actually unimportant. It's, did they receive it? Because I'm pretty sure I'm like everybody else in this, on this call. You know, I had a dad and he tried to give me advice and I didn't always take it the first couple of times. First 30 times. But I will say this, like with money and read, I mean, I was always a big reader, but with money, bank accounts, credit cards and stuff like that, he put the seed in me. It didn't manifest till, oh, thanks. It didn't manifest till like I was 40. I'm actually still not that great with money. I've recently just given over control of that to my wife. I thought, I thought because I was a man, I have better spending habits, you know, like I constantly put us over budget. It's totally me. I'm eating this plant-based jerky. It's not good at all. So I'm not going to tell you what it is. Um, my dad dropped some knowledge on me. He really did. But when you're young, you just don't want to listen. You want to do your own thing the way that you want to do it. Anyway, that's all I got. If anybody wants to call in, tell me a little bit about your life lessons, things that you've picked up along the way that you like to tell somebody young, whatever. Start 401k, uh, eat better, work out. Don't chase women. Only buy pre-owned. Get the warranty dealership. Pay somebody twenty-five dollars to mow your lawn. I got, I got, I got, I got a little quick one that I got. It might turn into a rant. It I'm might okay not. with that. Stay home. Boom. Stay home. Mm-hmm. Just stay home. Why? And um, it's not necessary. This doesn't necessarily. Uh, it, it, it's not always gonna. Uh, 
be one of those nights where you want to stay home, but just stay home. Like, like, and and you know what? I'm I'm just going to go ahead and I guess jump out of the window in a sense, but you don't have to go to the, I I know you're going to think I'm some old nerd geek dork, whatever the hell. I was a hard geek. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I, and I don't care because it's what I am anyway. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get off of here and play my Yu-Gi-Oh game that I have on the phone. You know what I'm saying? Clubs are the most overrated mm-hmm. adult activity that has ever existed. Mm-hmm. I've played cards. I've played Magic. I've played Yu-Gi-Oh. I've played Dominoes. I've shot pool, basketball, volleyball. Can I intercede um, for one second? Go ahead. It's funny that you say that because I was coming to a discovery, right? Prior mm-hmm. prior to technology, right, of any kind, what human, what inter, what entertainment could you have that didn't involve another human? You can't. You want me to run that question back? No, I'm I'm still here. Like I'm I'm just kind of sort of um there's art. Okay. There's, there's art. Mm-hmm. There's, um, I don't know if you call it a hobby, but I mean, of course, you can hunt. Okay. No. Any, um, yeah. So, so do you notice a trend in all those things that you can do by yourself? They they're all, mentally stimulating. They're all mentally stimulating, and they make mm-hmm. you good at something, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, so when you think about it, all other forms of human entertainment, reading, maybe. But all other forms of human entertainment, reading, writing, okay. But, you know, if you're sitting around doing that all day, you're still in pretty good shape. But, and even then, and this is from a big reader. I used to be a big reader. Even then, you don't, you don't read as much as you surf the internet. How about that? Even on your best reading days, on my biggest reading days, like sunup to sunup, sunup to sundown, I would do that. But that wasn't an everyday thing. And it also was completely, it was all about the book that I was reading. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't run into books like that at the frequency that I stay on the the internet or social media. You know, there's nothing, there's no solo activity that I have. I'm better now because I did a little dopamine detox. I'm actually reading a book called Dopamine Nation. It's really, really, really good. And that is my read for you guys to hop on. I probably need to have that in a more structured manner, but check it out. I can't remember who the author is. I actually could go check, but I'm not going to. Um, I lost my train of thought. But... The dopamine dopamine detox. No, um, that. Dopamine detox. Uh, you know, it's talking about um thing uh thing things you do the things you do that uh you the things you did did on your own, um without uh without a human companion. Oh yeah, yeah. So then exercise, exercise. Oh, see everything that you could do by yourself is really good. And if if you're not doing that, then you have to engage in human interaction. We're at a very different point in human history. Human in this point in human history, 
you don't have to engage with any human for any reason you could there's nothing that there's nothing that you couldn't get directly delivered to your home if you work from home you could functionally never interact with a human being for years if you wanted to like ever and be sufficiently entertained to some degree whereas if you took away all the technology you'd probably be running out of your house with not probably actually i give it a week for most people most people if they don't have hobbies if you took away all the technology in their house they might go insane in two days if that but it would cause a lifestyle change in a, in a, in a positive way you realize that the all that tv that you're consuming um it's it's it's, it's rotting you away man because i was a big gamer big gamer big tv watcher and you don't get any like i guess i guess i got closer to 40 i started to realize that like being really good at madden doesn't translate into the real world like it there's you don't get any benefits from your 2048 houston texas winning the 18th super bowl in a row deshaun watson is your head coach like it doesn't do jack squat i will tell my gamers I love gaming the same way you do. Don't ever stop playing if you don't want to. But just know, and there's no right way around this, if you're spending all that time in the fake world, you're missing out on real life. All right? And you can use that same focus that you have to get to the next level you can level yourself up in the same way. And it seems totally impossible and improbable, but I am telling you that if with focus certainty and just consistent execution, something will change. I was thinking about this. I was in the garage training. Cause you know, it's my favorite place. I just like going there, hitting the bag. I'm really working on the, the Southpaw stance. Like this guy is called Jojo Pajoran. He's a southpaw who stands in a traditional Muay Thai long guard. And I really like it. But, I mean, I get I could go down that road. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to. But, you know, I've really been practicing my Muay Thai. But anyway, I'm in there. Wop, 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 wop. And I look and I wave at one of my neighbors and he sees me and I see him and I'm like, man, I've been doing this every day for almost two years. And then it hit me. If I saw somebody, if I was driving by and I saw somebody spend an hour to two hours every single day at whatever, I do think at some point, I would just say, right, is that person going to be good at the thing? Yeah, 100% certainty. Because we seem to have certainty in somebody just when they have a plan and they're attempting to execute it diligently. Like 
you just know that if somebody does something over and over consistency consistently regardless of their skill level you just know inherently that something's going to happen right we are really we're able to do that with other people but we really can't seem to do that with ourselves like we know victory is certain for them but for some reason for us it just seems like it's just so far away that you could just sit there and give all of your juice to something um, a little bit every day for years on end, because it might take years, and that's okay, um, that you're not going to get better at it. You will. You'll get better at it. And here's the thing. Pick something you like, because even if you don't get better at it, you still get to enjoy it. Like right now, I am making beats again, right? Uh, Not necessarily hip-hop beats or anything of that nature, but just beats. And I'm just going to try to dedicate a little bit of time every day to just, you know, beat making. And and, and it's going to just really be whenever I feel like it. I'm not going to put any pressure on myself because I realized that's one of the one things that I was doing um, I can actually just play. Just putting the pressure on myself. This is what I just made. Yeah. It's kind of hard. It sounds like a like an old J kind of beat. Yeah. I think it's hard. It moves. I'm just gonna let it play, but um, I don't know. I had some lyric written to it, like I'm the hip hop Freddie Roach, call me Coach. Couldn't make it in the big leagues, let the beat breathe, something like that. Hold on, let me see if I got it. Oh. Couldn't make it in the big leagues, let the beat breathe. Anyway, actually. Could make it in the big leagues with the beat breathe. That's the hook right there. Could make it in the beat breathe. Owen, how's it going? Anyway, um, we are actually hitting that wall. We're getting. I was supposed to have a guest today, but we didn't link up. Partially, more than likely, because I forgot to reach out. But anyway, I'll try to make it right. What I will do real quick is I will go back through the life lessons. Anybody wants to call in, talk about, feel free. I'm just keeping the beat ride for a little bit, but um, don't give out rides, don't lend money, don't let anyone live with you, don't take someone else's woman, don't take somebody else's man. Don't you know if you're a smart person, you want to take some advice. You have the ability to look back on some of your previous actions and admit fault. Don't give out unsolicited advice and marriage advice don't really do it the book that my my rec my book recommendation for this today is dopamine nation i forgot the author it doesn't matter the album that was reviewed was nas magic i gave it a three five Tagba doesn't want to go lower than a four you know what i'll give it two weeks i'll cook with it and uh see where we're at from there i, I don't know what kind of album i'm gonna review next we did hip-hop i might just go with something random on my spotify 
pick some artists and just see what the album sounds like and just bring it back what I got. Keep it funky. Yeah, I got, you know I got a, I got a couple. Um, it, it, uh, I think I think for challenge purposes, we should bounce around um, genres because we're getting up there. Got a got a. Uh, I want to I want to try reviewing a jazz album. It's been a while. And if okay. you if you need any suggestions, I can throw some at you. Like I, I actually have, I'm about to. I, I already made my top fifty hip hop albums list. Um, I, you know I made it. Huh. How about mm-hmm. let's do this? Let's do this. So, I just picked a random artist. His name's Michael Mayo. You ever heard of him? No, I haven't. Neither have I. He just dropped his album called Bones. That's what we're gonna review next. All right, I'm, I'm gonna listen to it right as soon as we get I'm off. Uh, to it right get now. off the horn. Okay. I listen to it right now. I mean, it sounds cool. It actually, sounds pretty dope. Hey, I, like I think it. how we'll do it. Yeah, so we'll just we'll just spin the wheel. We'll just spin the wheel, and whatever comes up comes up. All we all will do. How about this? We'll just pick a genre. We'll switch it every mm-hmm. week. You know, we'll come back around. We'll switch, pick a new genre, go down to Spotify, and just pick the first artist you see, whether you know their name or not, and we'll mm-hmm. just rock with it and just see what we hear. We never know. No, what it. I like it. No, that sounds good. That sounds good. It gives us a little chance to explore. Yeah. And you know, And then we can end up on way right back on hip hop. So, what genres of music? You know what I? You know what? I'm we're gonna have to like write it down so it can be completely random. Or make it a calendar. You know what? Now we could make it a calendar. Now we could do random, or we could make it like this week we're doing ska. And then just rolling the dice. And then next week we'll do trip rap. You know what I'm saying? I, I, uh, I, my, my main genres are shoegaze, hip hop, trip hop, jazz, of course. I want something um, that we don't listen to. I want something that's just out there. What about folk? I'll do it. I'll do it. Whatever. We'll just, I won't say we'll just write down the genre because there's too many genres to, well. There's a, there's, there's a, there's a website to where they have a genre map and it's overwhelming to say the least. I, I need to I'm find saying, out like, where I need to find it. But no, I mean, when, when I say that, I, I, I trust you, man. Like that, that, that's an understatement. Hold, it's on, un, it's hold, hold on, hold on, genre <laughs> map, because you know what I'm thinking. It's like a challenge. Yeah, it sounds like a challenge. Now, granted, we may never and we possibly will never beat this. But it would be cool to try. Simply, we pick a genre and then pick a random sub genre and just just go for it. That should be fun. That should be interesting. That, I, when I, I talk yeah. about when I talk about any genre, I mean any genre. I'm talking. That's what I'm saying. So, can, like, can, I'm looking. I'm talking pop. about like. Oh, so they have, they have it broken down like pop, rock, emo, hip, and we'll, and then the, we'll do the minors. There's rap, and then rap metal group. And we'll just pick some random, like Roomba. We'll just say Roomba. Go to Spotify, put in Roomba. Best of, scroll down, go six. And how about this? I'll pick the, I'll pick a genre. So we'll do it like that. Pick a genre. You randomly pick a subgenre. And I give you a number. You go to your Spotify. 
and go to the seventh artist down. If I say seven, you go to the seventh artist down from that, and that's who you pick. And you sounds pick good. Whatever album, whatever album comes up from that search. If it's a single, you go to the next person. You have to find an actual whole album. Yeah, that works. So I got to find a way to print up this uh, genre map. Yeah, I think this is going to be interesting. Should be fun. Yeah, why not? It should be fun because it'll it'll give us a chance. Even if it's something that we're not... Even if it's something that that, um, we don't really care for, it allows us to get out of ourselves and and, and wonder, like, what would someone that enjoys this genre like? You know what I'm saying? Or maybe, you never know, it could be that... Well, because, like... Like you could listen to one type of hip hop and think you could like, for example, you could listen to a certain type of gangster rap album that would make you think, oh, if this is if this is indicative of all gangsters, I don't like it. But like Doggy Style would tell you different. So even if I heard something completely out there, my thought would be like yours. Well, what about this genre could people like? And then I would have to go to other types of artists in that in the same, you know, genre and see if it's just this guy or if it's other guys i just i love music just period in any here's here's one here's one thing i want to do okay maybe you're gonna hate or like me for this but i want to and and this is just something that's been bugging me for a while um Mm -hmm. yeah i'm on hip-hop twitter blah 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 one album has been pissing me off a lot lately because i heard it and i thought it was terrible what do these kids see in whole lot of red? Like, why is it? I never listened. Rolling to Stone, R- Rolling Stones just made it um, the best. You remember? Remember uh, what we're going through with Eternal Ataki? Mm-hmm. You know, we we didn't like it. We said it was a two five ceiling. Um, How does it? Hold it's on, worse hold than on, that. Hold on, hold on. How does this album have twenty four songs, but it's only an hour long? Which one? Whole lot of red. I, I, I the, 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 so a lot of those songs are one or like one minute song, one minute oh, songs to where songs. he just wow. one minute, two minute songs to where there's one verse, maybe a hook, maybe half a bridge or whatever the fuck, and then he just goes on to the next song, you know. And I think a lot of the reason why they do that is because they're trying to get them streams up, bro. Like. One, you know, you it's you know anything more. I mean, at least I mean, it's, I'll give it one thing. It's an hour long. A lot of these albums aren't even that long. You know, the really? magic we just like magic is sturdy. But the thing about it is, is that when when people get perturbed about albums being sub thirty minutes, that's how long albums always were. Like Here's albums the in the seventies okay and the eighties were quality. that long. Yeah. I'm okay. Well, I'm, with quality. I, I, if I'm gonna go through an album and it's anything more than an hour and a half, oh, not an hour and a half. That's a little excessive. <laughs> if it's more than an hour and I'm going through half of it or skipping past half of it, I don't care about it anyway. So yeah, um, I mean, I'm with like, you. So you know, like we were talking about Nas and him possibly being having the greatest solo album run of all time, and this goes into your point. And this goes into a point about a Nas album that I really like, and I actually feel like it's underrated in his discography. Is a I am, 
because it got you got Illmatic. It was written, and you had a certain level of expectation. And he kind of went with more. I feel like it was honestly. Now that I'm thinking about it, it actually was a really good blend between Illmatic and it was written um, with the tracks. But so, if you were to cut out the middle part, which is the part that I don't really like, which is Ghetto Prisoners, you won't see me tonight. I want to talk to you and Dr. Nagboot. And if you were to simply make the track list as such, New York State of Mind, Hate Me Now, Small World, Favor for a Favor, We Will Survive, Life is What You Make It, Big Things, Nas is Like, K-I-S-S-I-N-G, Money is My B, and Undying Love, you actually have a classic album, Easy Five Mics. And arguably, that album in that construct would be better than it was written to me. Like, it would be right up there with the Illmatic and Stillmatic, which are my two classics. Uh, my really good albums, or I Am. Uh, what's another really good album? Life is Good is okay. I don't like Life is Good as much as everybody else. We've had constant debates about this. I'm just not moved by life is good. This is the same. This is this is the same guy that doesn't like MF Doom. Every ladies and gentlemen, no, I don't. he's he's a he's he's let a me, sinner and he's a charlatan. Let me tell you the albums and things that I don't like that everybody likes. I don't like MF Doom. I don't like to pimp a butterfly. I've listened to it numerous times. Ouch. Yeah, I just don't like. It's cool. But it doesn't, once again, the way that I factor my music is do I come back to it? If I come back to it, it doesn't have anything to do with lyrical ability. It doesn't have anything to do with this album being good or even the album being bad or that the mastery of it, I don't gravitate towards it. Is, Is Pimp a Butterfly a good album? Yeah, it is. It's a great album. It's really interesting some of the things that he does with it. I don't enjoy it. You can't make that. It's art. And if you don't enjoy it, you just don't enjoy it. I don't yeah. I've gotten away from this thing of thinking that my opinion and my mic thing is the end all be all. No. Life is simply about shit you enjoy. And if you have horrible taste in music, what is me beating you over the head trying to make you listen to the quote-unquote superior music going to do? Nothing. If you like the shit, you like the shit. That's cool. That's fine. It's totally cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's a waste of time trying to get someone to think like you, man. It really yeah. is. And it's not even just about getting people like I say what I say about a whole lot of red, but like mm-hmm. they hear something that they enjoy and I'm just like, you know what? That's them. And I'm not going to go on some um, KRS one rant because of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be Mr. A, you know, this is real hip hop. Let's go throw a fucking Playboy Cardi off of the stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool, you know, you enjoy that, but I think it sucks ass, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not going to change my mind saying that it sucks ass. I mean, you don't like to pimp a butterfly. I do, you know what I'm saying? It was one of my favorite albums that year. 
the only the only album um the only two albums the thing about it is that um as a as as a frequent um as a person that frequents hip hop twitter for mm-hmm. quite a bit almost every day actually uh you're not to pimper butterfly is a relic on there that is the only thing that th- th- there are two things that, that you're not going to beat on Twitter when it comes to polls, and that's to pimp a butterfly or Kendrick himself as well, or anything that's Kanye related. If you go up against those things, like you're, you're just not going to win. It's right. impossible. Like to pimp a butterfly is these kids omatic, bro. You know what I'm saying? I just and don't, I'm I don't not, see it. I don't you see you it. see what I mean? Like, I just don't see it. That's, no. that's, that's, I'm just that's, saying, like, here's the thing. Like, melodically, it's good. What he's doing with the vocal inflections and the beat is good. But, like, it just doesn't do anything for me in that way. You know? No, when, no, like, no, I understand. And like, I understand like, that. Like, when you talk about Illmatic or when you... You know how you know, like, when something touches you in that way? When you talk about it and you're like, I got to go listen to that one more you know yeah it's been years but i got to listen to it real quick and as much as i hate to say it the album that i look back and i don't have that i always said it was a five i'm gonna have to re-listen to it before i make this statement is red man's muddy waters i absolutely love that album as a child you know as a kid right but I have to. Well, I'm not looking at it through revisionist history because I haven't listened to the album in a long time. I'm listening. Oh, here's the here's the thing. I mean, I got two things on that. Nah, it's still dope. Um, <laughs> it's still. See good, what I mean? Yeah. See what I mean? All as right. As soon as I put All it right, on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, maybe that's maybe that's the, the maybe that's the thing here. Like a lot of these kids are that love that hold. Um, to Pippa Butterfly, in that regard, they heard it when they were, say, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they, they heard it in their youth. And you tend to love things a little bit more in your youth. What if we were... The thing is, is that we don't have... We, we, one thing about being an adult is that we're cynics, dude. Especially when you're, especially when you're critiquing sh- shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're cynics. We don't want to. We don't want to say. Uh, we, we we don't. We have our little egos, and we don't want to give things their props. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to. I mean, we're we're not gonna. Like, I even got. I even saw a tweet earlier. Like, this mm-hmm. kid said that, um, Kendrick Lamar's good uh, kid, Mass City, the, the the Kendrick Lamar album that I prefer more than to Pimp a Butterfly. By, fly, by the way. Um, he said that Good Kid, Mad City is better than every 1990s album. And I laughed because I said, bro, like 1996 alone, which dude, was, you want to hear something crazy? Which, which Muddy, you want, you go ahead. I'm sorry. You know how long Muddy Waters is? Hmm. One hour and seven minutes, and it's 23 songs. Yep. What skits? Yeah, but I just was sitting there clowning Cardi, what's his name? For doing the same thing, I was like, "How's it 20 That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm trying to be honest with myself and not look at things through revisionist eyes. Like I'm trying to actually listen to these songs, like from a kid's point of view, and I could get how they wouldn't be blown away. 
Now, here's the thing, though. Like, a lot of these kids on hip-hop Twitter, I mean, we always talk about the same albums from 1996, 1995, 1994, the Illmatics, the, sometimes even from 1988, a few from, you know, the you know, it's kind of, kind of funny because we, we always, the forgotten era in my eyes is, say, 1989 to 1992 when The Chronic came out. Not to say that nothing happened in between that time, but we... We we don't uh, of course we, of course I can talk about before 1988 as well but mm-hmm. that's closer to now in a sense so for some reason we don't really talk about the you know the first few Scarface albums the uh, main source um, what should call it Breaking Adams as much as we talk about um, Illmatic AT Aliens freaking um, what should call it. Um, Hard knock life, you know what I'm saying? And you know, it's, uh, and it, it's what you call it. The, the the very beginnings of I understand with De La Soul's discography because it's not available on streaming as much as much as these other albums are. But like those albums don't get talked. I think the only group that gets talked about like that is Tribe in that era. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And maybe and and, and of course uh, Ice Cube. There are a couple of there may be four or five acts that you hear about. That, that are from that 1989 to 1992 stretch, but outside of that, um, of course NWA, but that's you know that t- that's tied in with um, Ice Cube, but um, you don't really hear you know some of those you know not as mainstream acts talked about as much. But um, back to you know back what's to uh, Ray Antonio Brown, man. Um, I think that he. Just needs help, and yeah, I thought it for a while. I remember I told somebody that I, I it's like, uh, he almost strikes me like uh, I don't want to say is that what I think his diagnosis is, but it's like I knew it about the whole the whole Raiders thing. I was like, okay, something's not right with this dude. Cause Red Man dropped no. it. I haven't liked the Red Man album in a long time, man. Um, he dropped a little three pack last year that was legit. Bars. Yeah, you know, but it was, you know, it was, it left a little bit to be desired. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think he should, I think he should go. I think what would really help with him is for him to go with a different type of beat. Like, there was a song before, there was a song with him. Well, keep trying. It was him, Method Man, and Loaded Lux, I want to say. I don't remember, but I always used to see it all the time. And he fits really good on those, like, I don't know. I think he's in guess. I think he's, like, in Jamal Crawford-type territory right now. Like, I don't think that Redman can carry a song by himself anymore. I don't see anything wrong with that. I know. It just sucks to say. And I wouldn't want him like, like slapping me if he was like, "Oh, what?" It's like, man. That's funny because that's what. That's, huh? No, that's that's funny because that's one of the, that's one of the most popular singles that he just came out with. Slap the shit out you. <laughs> but like after Muddy Waters, I started liking him less and less. Like Doc's the, the name. name is legit. No, no, hold on, no, no. It was fine, and then Male Practice came out, and I was like, eh. I still bought it. But I was just like, it wasn't that good. Blackout was kind of dope. Blackout was different. Just hearing Method Red, like this joint. 
just hearing them go back and forth made it worth it. Mm-hmm. Four seasons, yeah. Meth and Red, that's up. It's up there with Jada and Jada and uh, Styles. You know, you know. Um, I think, I think I know um, Red Man's problem in a sense. Um, he, you know, he's he's a he's a stoner rapper. Yeah, kind of like Wiz Khalifa. And once you get once you hear them, you know, and the thing is, is that he, you know he's more comedic, where um, Wiz is kind of la- laid back. But once you hear stoner raps. A certain amount of times you get to a place you know where what? like it, you know what you're really you're really correct because something uh, and you know what red's four bar setup and even his punchlines are really dated right now like in his beat selection like he you and you will notice this if you're a rapper if you've ever done it for some time You'll start, and you can you can tell a rapper by his basketball references, right? Rappers will tend to date themselves by their rapping, by their not rapping, by their football analogies and their basketball ones, because anybody in a certain age is going to ever say like AI in a verse. Like you have a tendency to use the basketball terms of the players that you most identify with in the age range that you're in. Like you just is a weird thing that rappers do. They always because you'll hear some eighties guy talk or some guy from you know a little older rap guy be like, "I hit you like Willie Moleskin did." He be like, "Who the fuck is Willie Moleskin?" And oh, that was bad man. I said, but it'll be a common reference. Anyway, that's just a little a little thing for people who don't rap. Uh, well, that's the end of the show. That was a really really fast two hours. We talked about life lessons. I'll probably uh, reunite Phoenix. Hey, everybody. Anybody uh, next time call in, talk about it. You know, I'll probably bring back the life lessons um, two weeks from now. So I record every Sunday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Love you guys. Talk to you later.